We've been, uh, it's been, you, you got here like 30, almost 40 minutes ago. I did. And yeah. we have yet to accomplish any recording. Yeah, I know. Because you know why? Because it's been too long. It's been too long. Since we recorded. And I mean, also, we only see each other every couple of weeks anyway. Right. Right. And Not so that, like we, we had things we had to do. We had to get done. We had to watch I Think You Should Leave. Yes. A little. We, we had like, to. <laughs> if, if, you, if you hang out with your pals without watching a little sketch comedy, <laughs> yeah. are they really your pals? Are they really your friends? Yeah. So we also I had know. to you know, watch a couple trailers. We did. And we did. I got a really cool uh, uh, groomsman gift. You did. It's pretty fucking exciting. You did. Um, we've actually talked about the thing before on this channel. We have talked we about the thing. We watched the thing together when we did the, the Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we did. The Halloween deal. We... I don't know if you remember this. I remember it like very clearly uh-huh. because you introduced me to the thing. That's I, right. I had never even heard of it. That's right. That was the one movie on your list that I was like, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure about that? You sure about that? That was, there? The, that was the one thing on your list. And I was like, I don't know. And you were like, come on, Dom. Like, let's just watch it. I was, like, I was like, I was like, can I just like read the IMDb page? And like, you do most of the talking. You were like, no, <laughs> you forced me to watch it. Yeah. At the time, I thought it was forcing me to watch it before I realized that it's a sick movie. It's amazing. And like, it is a pioneer in the horror world when it comes to practical effects yeah. and like body horror and things like that. Right. Right. Uh, I guess you could call it body horror. It was ahead of its um, time. It was really. ahead of its time. Um, we watched it in my parents' theater room. That's right. On like some sketchy stream. We did. It was like a little yeah. bit grainy. A little bit know? not not great. Like it wasn't like the highest of quality. Not the worst stream we've ever seen. Could we have just paid two ninety nine to rent it? Yes. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Did we? No. Can neither confirm nor deny. Hell no, we didn't. I'm just saying whichever I'm, stream I'm we used. That we <laughs> <laughs> I'm full on confirming. So we stink. So when I saw that movie poster, yeah. I was like I gotta get it. I gotta get it for Gus. So, I'm I'm stoked that you like it. I think it'll look good in, love in it, your man. eventual theater room. Yeah, once um, it happens, and uh, yeah, that'll once be, that once that theater room happens, it's gonna be littered with because you've got um, a, you've got a collection. I've got a decent collection of posters, uh, yeah. and it's and it's not just like it's not just like posters from the movie, right? It's like movie theater posters. It's like the actual like one sheet posters that you would used yeah. to see in theaters yeah, yeah. i mean Which, you still you still kind of can i always think of the like the dollar theater down you remember like down off of the cat yeah yeah i do it's way it's like more the, than a dollar now the picture show or yeah and it's like that. it's sketchy like i wouldn't i wouldn't like take kids there oh yeah i'm pretty like, sure it's even, like a full-on full price if, if, if we went there i'd be a little like scared for yeah, our safety I it's like that, that type of thing yeah i went there all the time before it was sketchy, or maybe it was sketchy, and I just didn't know anything. I think better. it always was sketchy, but it was like cheap, right? Yeah, so like for me and my cheap. cousins, like mm -hmm. my grandparents could take us and spend a total of eight bucks. Dude, yeah, like a two dollar matinee, like that was sick. Yeah, but I remember outside their theater, they used to have all those movie posters up. But since the the dollar theater played movies that had already run through their oh, theater right. release, right. All of the posters were movies that had been out for months. Right. That it, and yeah. were no longer showing in the regular movies. Yeah. But it was like, that's just what I picture. Because you're walking in and they're like outside the theater. You see them lining. And, right. Yeah. It was. Right. Um, so that'll be that'll be sweet. You add that to your collection. I'm you've pumped, got, man. You've got several already. That I'm excited. Uh, it's a perfect It's a perfect addition. And it was a perfect gift. To, like, as a, the, I, was, I had no idea what it was going to. Because you were like hyping it up. Yeah, for I, a while, and you're like, I got, I, just, I gotta give it to you, man. Even, I even get before it to I bought it, I was telling you I had something for you, and mm -hmm. I didn't have it yet. I was like, Hey, Gus, I got you something. I don't have it, but I, I got. You I don't something. have it, but I got it. Like it. Might <laughs> that was so funny. Was and like, there is a difference. Like, I was racking my dude. I had no idea. Yeah, I was racking. I was like, What the? F like what? <laughs> what in God's? What? What could it be? There's nothing. There was like nothing in my mind that I could think about where I was like, I don't know, like what he would get that it would take time to get here like i no i couldn't yeah. even couldn't even have guessed but uh yeah man i'm excited about that and uh excited to be recording again um i think the most recent movie for both of us is yeah. 
is uh, the Hunger Games. Yeah, the um, Ballad of Songbirds and that's Snakes. That's the last one that I saw in theaters. Just an aggressively um, long name. It is. For an aggressively long movie that should have been longer? Right. Question mark? Yes, yes, yes. Actually, that's, Which, that, w- that was one of the first things I read about Hunger Games was the yeah. um, the director. What's his name? Let's find out. Francis, Francis Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, he was saying that he was trying to learn from the last oh, the, two right the Mockingjay Hunger Games. Yeah, the, the that they the split Mockingjay it into two parts. Part one, part right. two. He was saying he was basically like I heard the criticism right that that shouldn't have been two movies. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to tell a complete story right, and so. This movie was actually kind of being critiqued leading up to its release for being too long. Right. That was his response. And fair enough. Learn mm-hmm. from your mistakes. However, the issue is that... The problem the, at hand... The, the, the full story still wasn't really told. No, it was still... Like he said was, he wanted to tell a complete story and this story was so incomplete. It was still frustratingly rushed. Correct. Especially, honestly, like when I, when I went and watched it, I... I had seen the I had seen the criticisms I, but I'd also heard a lot of people really liked it like really really liked yeah. it and I don't know if it was people who were fans of the books because when I like when I was a kid I I enjoyed the first two books and then I hated the third book mm-hmm. I I didn't like Mockingjay at all I I didn't even finish it I didn't yeah. like it and so I don't much. read and I don't read much ever I just learned how yeah like two years ago but I heard about that when I was reading them. You know, I I was I was a I was a fan of the stories, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't something I was you know hyper invested in. So when when the sure. movies came out, I was I was excited, and I I really loved the first movie. I thought the second movie was good, but it had those like signs of like branching out of what the first book was all about, which was the Hunger Games, was sure. the battle royale stuff, which was what got me into it in the first place. So when Mockingjay rolled around, I was pretty checked out of the entire series, didn't really care, never watched Mockingjay Part 2 because yeah. I thought Mockingjay Part 1 was so fucking boring. And I was like, if I, I'm not going to pay money to go see a movie that I'm going to be bored by again. So when I went into Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, I didn't have much of like, I didn't have much going in terms of expectations or what I wanted or hoped to see. I just wanted to be entertained for, you know, two and a half hours. And for the first two hours, I was very entertained. I thought part one, it's split into three parts, the whole movie. Like title card, three parts, right? I thought part one and two were pretty damn good. Yeah, very. It was very invested. I had a couple issues within those parts that we'll probably get into. But overall, I was I was very excited to see like what was going to happen next. And then part three happens, and it's somehow it's the shortest part, the slowest part, and the most rushed part. All three of those things in one, which makes no sense because it's significantly <laughs> shorter than the other parts of the movie. Yeah, like you get to it and you're like, oh my god, we just like grind to a halt, and then all of a sudden it's over. Right. In the span of 30 minutes. Like, yeah, I remember yeah. sitting there like, okay, or in part three. What? Oh, it snows bad. Well, okay, all right. And then the movie's over. Cool, I guess. Like, yeah. What, what the hell just happened? Yeah. It's like they had to meet a deadline all of a sudden, and they were just like, man, eh, we'll just throw it away. Which also, that might be the case. Could be. I, I'm, Could be. With everything that has gone on in Hollywood. It's almost like they didn't they didn't cut anything from part one and two. And all the cuts they made were in part three. Actually sucks. I want I want to start with that exact point that they didn't cut anything from parts one and two. I don't know if this was just me. And I thought this in the theater, and I think even more so now. Yeah. The opening scene of the two kids running through the battlefield and everything. Yeah. Was the most unnecessary scene that did nothing for the story didn't tell you anything didn't introduce you to anybody dude Dude, so the movie (laughs) opens with these two kids running through a battlefield they're like kind of sneaking around although you don't really think that there's anybody else out there they're like sneaking around this city that's all destroyed yeah they see a dead body on the ground Mm -hmm. and they see some guy come up and loot the body right one of the kids is like why is he doing that yeah the other one's like 
oh, he's hungry. He's hungry. He starts, and the, then it the fades starts to, like and cutting then it the fades bodies to off. black. And I yeah. was like, wait a second. It was the most. What? And so the very next scene is we get introduced to our main characters, and I understand that that was them. Right. But I don't understand why. But like, why was it there? And that, and even just the, the tone of that original, that first yeah. opening scene, right, was completely different from the tone of the rest of the movie. Like it should have been like a, stylistically, it didn't make any sense. It should have been a character moment for Snow because you realize it's a young Snow, right? But nothing like happens to his character really. And there's he no doesn't like do anything. There's no visual moment where you like see this reckoning that he starts dealing with, right? And then you get into the meat of the rest of the movie. Yes. It just this kind of there yeah but also i saw that scene and i was like man i wish the whole movie was just the war yes yes exactly right and so it's like we we somehow wasted three minutes but also if the whole movie was like that it might have been better could have been or at least like here's here's my thought on that too it was supposed to be like oh this is where the kid realized this is where snow realized like this is what the world is now right like this this was supposed to be like some formative moment in his life yeah <clears throat> and if we take the whole context into consideration, yeah, seeing somebody come up and presumably is going to eat this dead right. body, yeah, eat the flesh, yeah. Given the state of the world already, that's yeah. probably not the worst thing he would have seen up to this point, right? And also, he's an orphan in a war zone. Surviving yeah. in the streets. Right. With his fucking cousin With and his, his grandma. With his cousin and his grandma. I think. Who? I think it was his cousin in that first scene, but I don't know. Yeah. It could have been. It could have been anybody. could have been anyone. Actually, it might not have even been him. Was it his? We yeah, were never right. told who those kids were. We were never seriously given an explanation. Right. And also, like, there is a moment at the end of the... Not to jump all the way to the end, but there is a moment at the end where Snow is talking to... Um, uh, what's her name? The the game the game maker, the actress. What's her name? Um, I can tell you in just a second. Super famous actress. Can't think of her name. <laughs> That's fine. Viola Davis. God. Viola Davis. God. I'm a, Sup- such a such a dipshit. She um, is super famous, by the way. She is very famous. Yeah, she is. So you know, he has that moment near the end of the movie where he finally like he tells her like what the Hunger Games is all about. Like he finally realizes. He has that realization and he reveals to her what he thinks. That realization should tie into the first scene. Like we yeah. should there should be some connectivity to that scene right. at some point throughout the movie. And I really thought at the end, the way his monologue was gonna go was gonna tie us back into that beginning a little bit with him seeing the body getting chopped up and like realizing that like this is the state of the world now. This is what we live in. But it just doesn't. It, there's no connective tissue to this to this prologue scene yeah. at at all. Yeah. It just doesn't. It just doesn't require existing in the space that it does. You yeah. You for sure could have done a comparable scene at the end that kind of ties the whole thing together. Like mm-hmm. come full circle from this initial like growing up moment, right? To like right. who Snow has become, um, and also. That would kind of, that would have helped kind of move the story along. One of the one of the things that I actually really enjoyed was the way that they showed him, you know, like Snow and his cousin, his grandma. They're very poor. They don't have much food. Right. His whole thing is he's banking on this huge scholarship to come from the right. school that he's in. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I actually loved about his character and the way that they portrayed him is he has to. <clears throat> He's kind of putting on this show, right? To all right. his classmates and to his teachers. Yeah. Who all pretty much know that he doesn't have money. Right. Doesn't have the things that he needs. Right. <clears throat> but he, he puts on this this show, um, kind of a show of strength, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, we have everything we need. I'm doing what I need to to take care of my family. Right. He goes to these extravagant um, parties and, and events and he doesn't go indulge in the food. He refuses food yep. and water mm-hmm. he'll like stuff kind of like bread in his pockets or whatever right but he doesn't show people that he's struggling right and that's kind of a theme throughout is like he yeah. and i don't even know if it's secretive it becomes secretive right but part of his part of his his character is that um he doesn't always show his true self right for better or for worse 100 percent. and that could have been something that they they use these 
again, these like formative moments and kept showing them. Mm-hmm. Um, if they did just a little bit of juxtaposition between those scenes throughout the movie and there right. was just nothing to tie it all together. No. There, there were some good elements of it. Yeah. It just really fell flat when it came to like showing us why he became this way. Right. And showing it, showing us what it's going to do for his future. Right. What, like what the trajectory is that he's on. They set up a great, they set up, they, I think they do a good job of setting up like this internal struggle. And part of that is by like exploring the class, like class systems within the capital, which in the world of the Hunger Games isn't a place that gets explored all that yeah, much. Yeah, and that, that is, inter- that's, that's a side of the capital that we hadn't seen right. before. And, that there are people still struggling in the capital. Right. And having snow being on, you know, the lower end of that structure yeah. from a class base is such a, it's a great starting point. I was like, I, Remember, like being in the theater, watching that kind of play out a little bit in the first act, and think in the first part, and thinking, "All right, this is a good, like this is a good place for him to start." It's also a good place to set up that internal struggle that we're supposed to eventually get to him breaking bad and right. being on the wrong side of that internal struggle. And I think some of the ideas that they present work in favor of kind of that setup, but then once you get into part two and part three all the internal struggle just kind of goes away. Like, you're supposed to not yeah. really be sure about what Snow is thinking at any given time. It's kind of the, it's kind of a lot of the setup for his character is him always being on the line and never really knowing which way he's going to sway towards. Right. But then, you know, he gets, um, he gets his victor from District 12. He gets her out of the games. She wins. She gets out. And you think, okay, they're kind of setting him on a redemptive path here with all the stuff he's doing just for her. Right. But then again, we get into part three, and their relationship doesn't really blossom all that much. And then all of a sudden, it just ends. He shoots her, and then she maybe dies. Maybe doesn't even exist. Maybe didn't exist in the first place. Maybe he imagined her so living. I, yeah. <sighs> I don't know though. I don't know. That's the th- like, there's so much stuff in the third part that got so frustratingly complex and convoluted and just confusing. Yeah. That it just made everything that they set up just fall fall away. Yeah. All and the all the good setup they did in part one and two just kind of went away in the third part. I, I need to make this very clear to you. Yeah. I did not read this book. I didn't either. And I never will. Nope. Actually, I don't really read books. Anyway, <laughs> but Whoops. from what I have been told, it followed the source material very closely. I've heard the same thing, um, yeah. which is good. Yeah, of course. Um, that that's that's how you satisfy a fan base, um, because everybody knows the old adage that the book is always better. Right? It's not. By not the way. usually. No. It's not. Sometimes it's not. It's not. Um, we can get into that another time. I've, I've had that discussion with more people than I can count, uh, and I usually don't win. There's really no winner in the no, in the books versus movie yeah. argument. Um, what was basically explained to me was that Snow essentially in the books he was just he just became paranoid, right? And they didn't really do a great job of showing his mind going. Right. Right. Like they, yeah, we kind of, we kind of see like at the end, the, the, uh, the girl disappears right in the woods. And that was part of, that was kind of, there was some, um, that was foretold by her song that she was singing to him earlier in the movie. And he even makes a comment of, well, did she get away? Like that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So there was a little bit of that where, yeah, maybe he was kind of imagining these things because these stories, he was hearing through song with with um, what is her name in the in the Lucy Gray Lucy Gray which is Rachel Ziegler and I know you have thoughts on I do have thoughts on Rachel, on Rachel Ziegler but anyway yep. they didn't do a great job of like showing his mental state deteriorating right and they kind of forced it especially at the end dude yeah when she's standing in the cabin with him which that whole sequence is weird yes where. You know, he essentially how the movie ends, and I know we're we're jumping around here. Essentially, mm-hmm. how the movie ends is he kills somebody. Yes, because his friend, who he already intentionally told on, right, 
was doing something illegal and he didn't want to yeah. get in trouble for it. Right. Even though he already like exposed his friend for doing it. So there was right. no reason he should have ever gotten in trouble. Mm-hmm. He killed somebody over it and it was a, a thing that he was never even involved with. Right. It was just very weird. Then they run off to the single most obvious place yeah. for them to run off to. Yeah. And then they have this conversation. Lucy Gray um, and Snow have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, she says, I'm the last loose end. Yeah. And he kind of said something along the lines of like, why would you say that? Right. But I also said something along the lines of why would you say why that? Why would you say that? Why are we... Why is that the way we chose to move this forward? It was not a development of his own suspicions. Right. It was not, it was not his mind kind of going into this, you know, you could imagine where like he's done all of these, Mm -hmm. um, all of these kind of dishonest things to this point Yeah. where, yeah, he might start to feel a little paranoid. He might start to feel like people are out to get him or people are Mm going to turn on him. But the way that they chose to develop the paranoia that plot point yeah is by her directly saying oh i'm a loose end yeah. which she would never have said to him for any reason by her at all directly creating the paranoia right she directly is like i'm the only loose end left and that makes it so much less interesting that makes it but also like and it makes for, no sense for her character either right. well and it him just doesn't fit any of it him running away with her also like doesn't make much sense though yeah. because like again like you said like he rats out his friend then kills a guy to hopefully not get his friend ratted out even though yes. he's already going to get ratted out anyway and then he's like well now that i'm involved in this we're just going to run away together yeah. me and me and this girl lucy gray and then she's kind of like well you know if if, basically, she says, you know, if you killed me, no one would know you were involved. Yeah, yes. And then he's like, oh, shit, yeah. I, oh, and by the way, I here guess are the right. guns that right. you used in the crime. Right, here are the, here are the guns that they haven't <laughs> been able to find yet. Here is the only evidence. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I had a, I told you I, I road trip to Vegas this yeah. last weekend. Just <laughs> Literally like two days ago. On a, on a whim, yeah. So I was gone. I was gone for uh, 47 and a half hours. Yeah. And... Probably 23 of those hours was driving. I yep. was only in Vegas for about six hours, seven hours maybe. Damn, that's nuts, man. I got to Vegas um, for the the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. I got to <laughs> Vegas on uh, on Friday. The game was at 5 p.m. Vegas time. Uh-huh. Got there at 2.30 p.m. Vegas time. Okay. Was on the road again by 10 o'clock. Oh, shit. Damn. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's and a- that's that's actually I was with the friend that I was traveling with. Uh-huh. We were we were talking about this movie, and he's the one that pointed that out to me. He was like, "Those final interactions between Lucy Gray and Snow mm-hmm. just make absolutely zero sense." Right. And like it kind of, <clears throat> I think the maybe the worst part about it is he had done nothing up until that point. Until he killed those people, which also didn't make any sense. Right. To make Lucy Gray not trust him. Right. And she had done literally nothing to break his trust. Right. So it's like all of this, like their relationship was kind of weird already. Yeah. And the downfall of their relationship was even weirder. Right. And it's it's extremely noticeable. It's like, it's it's like jarring the way that they, I I don't want to call it a breakup, but I guess like the way that their relationship kind of. breaks down right is yeah. like the way it falls it just, apart it doesn't make sense in the story man they also like they establish so much like good chemistry in the first two parts of the movie yeah and then once they're actually like together in part 3 that chemistry becomes non-existent like right. anytime they're together it just feels things feel off and i get like they're trying to create a sense of things like starting to break down. But even in the moments where there should be a little bit more like romanticism and they should be more like head over heels for each other because they kind of saved each other in different ways. Yeah. It's just not there. Yeah. And it like, I, I know this is going to make me, this is going to sound weird, but like I wanted there to be a little bit more like love and like romance yeah. and like, just like, 
energy between them because like in the first two parts it's established so well and then it it just kind of falls apart at the end right and also a side note from the story part the way this movie is shot there are so many wide angle lenses there are so many wide shots and in the first two parts it works because they're in the games and you want to see the wide you know encompassing view especially in the games you have to because that like that uh, original arena, yeah, is so basic compared right. to the the Hunger Games that we grew that up we, seeing, that we right? know of. So like yeah. you have to make it feel right. larger, right? You ha- and that's and that's kind of why they have to do the thing with like, well, it's not why, but it it, yeah. it helps when they do the thing with the bombing, right? Like the arena yeah. gets bombed. Well, that opens up a whole new level of the right. arena. You can right. go into the stands. You can go into the tunnels. Mm-hmm. They have to make it feel larger. So right. to your point, it makes sense when they're doing that yeah. in those first couple of parts. Right. It's, it's almost necessary to mm-hmm. keep our attention. Right. But then you get to the third part, and there's all these close-ups and tight shots, and like things are so distorted within the frame because mm-hmm. they're using these wide angle lenses. So like people's aren't they look like clowns in the frame. Their <laughs> goddamn bodies don't make sense. The shape of them are all contorted and weird looking. Yeah. And like I just don't like I don't, I didn't get that. And it didn't help that as I was watching, I was like I just hate every part of what's happening in part 3 of well, this story. Well, and the characters look different in every shot too. Yes. Yeah. Like th- throughout the movie. It's it like it looks like they change appearance and it's just because of the way that it was shot, right? Some of the like some of the visual decision making, and uh, again, uh, almost all of my issues come down to part three. My my biggest issue with like part one and two is I feel like, and I, I I'm we we're, we're such proponents of showing not telling, yeah. But there are some things you can't just show for a viewer to connect the dots. One of the biggest issues I had with part one was it was hard to tell like. What in the Hunger Games, in the the iteration we're in, the 10th, in the iteration we're in right now, like, what part of the games were already established? Yeah. You know? Right. Like, were, were people in the capital always training these people for the last nine Hunger Games? And were they able to send them, you know, care packages? Yeah. They kind of just brush all that under a little... They kind of rush through all that. And it's hard to tell, like... What ideas of these are Snows? What ideas of these are Viola Davis's character? What ideas yeah. of these are have always been there? Like it's it's hard to like kind of connect how much involvement the characters have in the current games to the point where like it just feels it, it feels a little rushed and muddled because I'm sitting there watching like I don't really know like who who whose idea was this? Yeah. I think it they're supposed to they're, I think they're trying to tell us these ideas were snows, like the the you know, sending care packages and like being more involved. And they touch on it a little bit. But then by the time the games start, there's all these elements where you're like, well, where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? Is this supposed right. to be happening now or is this like something that someone else brought in? Yeah. Well, and I I so I mentioned this to you, this like that criticism for me is less about the film and more so just about the story in right. general. I, like I watched this and I immediately thought that, and so by the way, when they were, um, when they were releasing trailers and when they were yeah. you know, putting out all of the um, promotional, promotional stuff for this yeah. movie, it was all like, Oh, this is the beginning of the hunger games. Right. And then we jump in and it's like year six of the hunger games or right. something like that. And, I personally would have been way more interested mm-hmm. in seeing how the Hunger Games was created yeah. and seeing the war between the right. capital and the rebels. Yeah. Like that that would right. have been more interesting to me than seeing year mm-hmm. six where we're dropped in and we're like, okay, this is still kind of just a, a basic version, right? We right. don't have... Um, I, I would have liked to see how this was built up, why we got here. Right. Not... Not where we are in the Hunger Games, right? But why we are? Why? In the why Hunger we are? Games. Why are we here? And that's why I actually loved um, Viola Davis's character. I think it was like Doctor Gall or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I loved her character because that showed like the brains behind the games, right? right? Like, right. She she was a scientist who mm-hmm. spends her career trying to come up with like the most gruesome right. additions to the games, right? And like that is like. 
dark and it's interesting. Oh yeah. And it goes, it's something that can directly tie us into the future games, the, the mm-hmm. versions we've already seen where mm-hmm. they're trying to come up with like the, the centuries, I think they called them. Yeah. Like you can see how her version, like how the snakes. Yeah can eventually become all of the things that we saw in the later versions. Like that would have been an interesting thing to see from day one. And I right. like I thought her character was very interesting. Like the idea that you have basically a mad scientist behind all of the horrible shit that happens. Right. right. Like that is super interesting to me. Oh yeah. But one thing, and I know you can't choose your source material. Well, no, you can. You can choose your you source should, material. Yeah, I know you, you have a... Uh, you have kind of a duty to follow your source material. Right. I just don't think it was that interesting. It's just very... Like the, this point in the story is not one that really needed to be told. No. And because here's another part of that for me, is we've we've talked about it a couple times, that uh-huh. s- prequels should be able to tell a story by themselves. Right. This particular story requires you to have knowledge of the hunger games right it requires you to know Mm -hmm. who snow is yeah you could have started from the beginning Mm -hmm. and told a story that is super interesting super dark right by itself make us care about you know the outcome of the war make us care about the people left in the capital Mm -hmm. and they did that's one thing they kind of did do a good job of in here yeah is humanizing the members of the capital right while at the same time, we've been told all this time that the capital is like this brutal society. Right. But they're letting their students like act up like that and right. and and stand up aggressively to the game makers right. and to their professors. Right. And the amount of like resistance to the, to the people who are in charge of the capital. Mm-hmm. They're letting this resistance go on within right. their within their students within that they're training own. to eventually right. run the capital. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. So no. it's like start from the beginning and show us right. how we got there. Right. Show us this progression of like war torn, let's rebuild. Yeah. Into what we know as the capital. Right. Like start from the beginning because that's way more interesting right. than throwing us into a point in time where we have really no investment in. We, yeah. don't, we don't have a reason to care how year six and seven of the Hunger Games were. Right. And you can still have the connective tissue, right? You can still have, you can still have Snow's father who, according to this story, basically came up with and you know, enacted the Hunger Games ideology. Right, yeah. Which, great. That's your connective tissue. And that's, you know, that's a great way to, that's a great starting point to have. The The key to a good prequel is can it stand on its own, right? And I, I've always been, like, there have been some very good recent prequel stories being told. My, my best example is Better Call Saul, right? Yeah. Breaking Bad, one of the greatest television shows ever made universally accepted as one of the greatest shows ever made and when they came out with a prequel people were people were fucking terrified they're like how the hell are they gonna make a show that's as good as breaking bad and the way they did it was they took minor characters from the original series and they gave them stories that allowed them to stand on their own Mm -hmm. outside of the original story Right. right every single character that comes back from the original series into the prequel are characters that they invest time and just really good characterization into. So when you're watching this prequel, it makes sense, but you don't have to be well-versed in Breaking Bad because the characters just are are good. They're well-rounded, and they make decisions that make sense to them, and they do things that, that just flow right. And <clears throat> the characters that are set up in this that have the connective tissue to the original Hunger Games trilogy or... I, I guess not really a trilogy, but they just don't really stand on their own. Like they don't, they don't have any value outside of the fact that we know they're going to show up later on in the series. And the new characters also have no value because yeah. one, we know some of them aren't going to show up. And the reason why is because uh, they disappeared. I'm yeah. ta- talking about Rachel Zegler's yeah, character yeah. there. I, but like, again, like a good prequel when it brings in new characters, it, 
has a clear path to either their their death or why they don't show up. It has to wrap them up. It has to wrap up, yes. right? And it doesn't do that with so many of the characters right. that we never see in the in the in the sequel the sequels, but yeah. the, you know in the original trilogy that is that comes after this movie's supposed to come. And it makes it just so feel kind of like meaningless almost. Yeah. Cuz like your yeah. main character you don't really like Snow is the guy that you're really supposed to latch on to. Right. And the track he goes on, his arc really falls apart. And all the side characters don't really have a, an arc that they follow that really mm-hmm. is feels worthwhile or meaningful or like it has any right to exist in the canon. Yeah, yeah. And I know I have, you know, I have my issues with Rachel Zegler as a person. In, <laughs> in this movie, she is, she is a, an amazing singer amazing she has a one of the most beautiful voices amazing yeah it's uh, it's awesome she's great in those scenes otherwise i think she is the most forgettable actress in this entire movie like i think i think tom blythe i think viola davis i think uh peter dinklage peter i want to talk about him in a minute he's in a smaller role i wish they would have explored his character a little bit i'm sorry um, wait, I didn't mean those. <laughs> you, hey, He's such a dick. Hey, I'm sorry. He's in a less prominent role. Gus, I'm just kidding. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was way better. <laughs> He's in a less prominent role. Yeah, and like, even his character is just a little more interesting than who's supposed to be the number two character in this movie. His character is very interesting. Honestly, again but, though, but. <clears throat> His role is just so minor, I think, which is part of the problem. Like, right. Like, right. the idea that he and Snow's father yeah. basically accidentally created the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a thought experiment. Mm-hmm. And Snow's father yeah. was like, no, we're doing it. Submitted it as an assignment <laughs> right. that ended up being adopted <laughs> by the yeah. leaders of the Capitol. And, mm-hmm. and he carries that guilt with him. Right. And that's like everything he does while he can't directly say it is to try to bring down the Hunger Games. He doesn't right. want the games mm-hmm. to succeed. Again, he wants to mm-hmm. add in parts that are going to make them lose viewers, that are going to make them lose support. And like that is an interesting dynamic within this story. It's just that we hardly see that until the very end. Until right. until he explains that to Snow, mm-hmm. we don't get any glimpse of that aspect of his life. Right. We just think he's another capital asshole. Right. And like that kind of sucks because he has a very interesting backstory and a very interesting relationship yeah. with Snow. The entire time we just think he's being a jerk. And like Right. Right. I think if that would have been explored a little more. And even okay, back to back to back to your point about uh Rachel Ziegler and, yeah. and uh, her character Lucy Gray, she was she's very good at singing. Yes, and even that is a confusing theme throughout the movie. Yeah, like once again, it goes back to would the Capitol allow something like that? Like right. we we get the idea that this isn't the first time that she has caused trouble within the districts. Right, and that type of behavior would just like get her killed. Like yes, yeah, like right. Is is because that's the dark world that this is. Mm-hmm. Is like, oh, you're gonna put a snake down the mayor's daughter's shirt. Yeah, you're probably gonna die for okay, that. Okay, cool. Bang, you're gonna get dead. up there and attack the mayor, and then stand up there and sing a song, and yeah. they're gonna let you do it. Like, okay, actually, we're just gonna shoot this bitch, and we need a new volunteer. Like, yeah, like in what in what world would they have allowed that? Right. So it doesn't really make sense. The whole like snake charming thing. That is like. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Sometimes because, maybe shit. Because, yeah, they... You have to decide for yourself, like, was she singing to the snakes or did Snow's plan to save her from the right. snakes actually work? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Either way, like, the Capitol was fully prepared to kill her and they didn't care. Right. So it's like, right. why now? Mm-hmm. So even then, like, yeah, I guess it was, like, it was a... a a bright spot in the performance, but that's, right. I don't think saying all that much no. about her character. I don't either. Like it was just a weird, it was just a weird thematical element that to right. me like didn't fit within the story. They, it didn't, it didn't tie in in any like no, it was necessary just, it was, way. Like, she just does. Th- like like she we just, have an actress that can sings. sing well, so let's give her some scenes right. where she sings and does like 
exposition songs that like explain. Oh, what's and we'll make sure next. that one of those songs is a song that you'll see in the future movie, the Hanging Tree song. Oh, you know that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's another issue with again. If you're not familiar with the Hunger Games, this story Correct. won't really make sense to you. You probably won't even care enough um, to know. Snow, like, turning evil. Yes. If you don't know, if you don't already know that future Snow is evil, you're just right. like, why is he being like this? Right? Like, yeah. there's no... Right. There's, right. there's nothing that, like, wraps up or, like, clearly contributes to him turning evil. Right. It's like, yeah, we know you, he wants to get ahead. Yeah, but if you don't know that eventually he does come out on top, right? Well, on top, like not in a good way, but like yeah, right. he eventually, you know, eventually becomes the leader he's of this lead society. The Hunger Games, right? And, or, or I guess he's the president, huh, of the capital. If you don't know that that's his eventual path, you leave the theater just like, why did that guy just turn? Like, right. why did he do that? Like, right. That's not. Yeah. You don't get any sort of wrap up. You, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't break bad hard enough for you to care that he broke bad. It's right. more so just confused. Of right. Why it's just he like did it. it's like all of a sudden you get to the end and, and you're like, okay, so he's were. so he's bad now. Uh, and I guess he, the whole movie, his motivation was basically money. Right. Like he wanted money to take care of his family. To take care of his family. And then yeah. he wanted freedom. And fair enough. Yeah. You might not have got the money, you got the freedom. Right. But at no point was he like, I want to run this shit. But he's like constantly torn between the money and the freedom. Right. But you don't really get a sense of that very much. No. It, when you need to in the second and third yeah. parts of the film. Yeah. When it's like real, like there's just no, there's no moment throughout the movie where you feel him really struggling with wanting to provide for his family and wanting to pursue this woman who he has developed feelings for. Yeah. And the feelings that he develops for her, like, kind of stop eventually. Right. So, but, And on her end, too. Like, when they're, like, too, reintroduced yeah. to each other, right. she hardly cares that he's there, truthfully. Right. <clears throat> and it's just, I don't, yeah, it just felt so undercooked. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And there's not like we don't end with a clear path for him to become president. We don't even right. end with him like having a desire to be in charge, which probably means there's going to be another book in another movie. That's ex no, that's exactly what it means. <sighs> which But like we just end with the we just end with Dr. Gall being like you're too valuable for us. You're too to, valuable. You're going to gonna be the new game maker. Stay in the like what? Get the fuck out of here. And God. like <sighs> and when, when at any point like, she basically was like, oh, you snitched on your friend with technology that, by the way, I already told you about. You didn't do anything right. new. Right. You used the technology that already exists. You're a snitch. We're going to put you in charge of this whole shit. Right. You're, you're like, going to be in, Sooner or later, you're going to be in charge of the whole operation. But it's like, we don't even, we don't end with him in a place of power. Right. We don't end right. with him with even knowing that he wants power. Mm -hmm. The whole movie just ends with the doctor being like, we could use you. Yeah. Like you, you could be a valuable addition to this thing. You're already in the army, by the way. We could right. use you though. <laughs> like it just I don't know, man. It the way that they tried to wrap this thing up, it's I think this is kind of I think I share this sentiment with you. Yeah. That like part three just really brought down the whole thing. Right. Like I I struggle to think of things from parts one and two that were like a saving grace for this movie. Right. Because like they, they, they failed the landing. Yeah. So hard. Right. That I just, I don't know. It was like saving graces make me want to go back and rewatch the movie to look for something like what, like what else could I find that I'm missing? There's nothing about the movie that I would have any desire to go back to and enjoy because of how bad, badly I know it ends. They do not stick the landing at all. Yeah, they cra They literally hit a freaking block in the air and just nosedive. Yeah, to the end, and it really fucking stinks because the setup was it was good. It was yeah. It's just there's so little to be had in the final act. And this, just, and it just wasn't. It's just not worth. It's just not worth re-exploring. But they're yeah. they're, they're, they're going gonna, to this this probably. episode that we're recording right now. Yeah, is exactly what you're saying. We just spent forty minutes. Talking about everything wrong with the final act of this movie. Right. And it's like, it, it feels like they could have saved it. It feels like they could have. Yes. And it's almost, it's almost like they just chose mediocrity. 
You said right. when you texted me and you put it perfectly. You said that movie was aggressively mid. Yeah. It was it was like aggressively mid. It was like mid. actively okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and like that wasn't enough to save it and the only reason is because you can think of it as like 2 to 1 okay versus bad. Right. Right. Like that's the only reason that I can even tell you like yeah, it was fine. Right. It's because the first two parts were good enough. Right. The last two, the last one was horrible. It was, it was bad. And was so, bad. like, we just end somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. You're like, yeah. it was fine. You come to a conclusion that, yeah, there's really no, there's really no one side or the other, good, bad. It's just, it just is. Yeah. It just is a movie and, that got and, made. And two years from now, we can oh, do this all again. I hope so, anyway. I fucking don't. <laughs> God. What would you grade this, Dom? Um... Can aggressively mid be a new grade for us? Dude, if it could, like, if we were doing, like, tiers, yeah. that's what this That'd would That'd be fall. a perfect We would tier. have, like, an aggressively mid tier. Yeah. Which, there's a regular mid tier, by the way. Oh, yeah. We right. get, we get me, like, we made an entire episode on the little things mm-hmm. where we just kept saying, it was good. It was okay. It, it was, was mid. It was fine. That's a mid movie. Dude, that's exactly right. This movie is this aggressively, aggressively that. Like, it was it go, aggressively It goes that. out of its way to... <laughs> To just be fine. To just be okay. Like they like I I really feel like they probably watched the whole thing and they were like, it's missing something. We're not gonna add anything though. But uh we're good. it's already two hours and thirty eight minutes. We cannot we cannot make this movie longer. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do it. God damn it, we're already in there for two and a half hours. <laughs> make it three. Fuck it. Yeah, honestly. At Seriously, that point, give me another twenty minutes. At that point. That's all you need. Um, All you need, you need 20 minutes more I of think, content. I think I'd probably give it like a C plus. I was going to say C minus, I think. Ooh. Yeah, I'm like, it honestly. Like I wasn't, I wasn't happy with it. I The one thing is I didn't really notice it being long. Same, yeah. And, and the, until, until the, the final part, it yeah. was paced very well. Like yeah. I, I didn't, I wasn't like checking my. Well, I was checking my phone because you know that that's just what I do, right? Right. But I wasn't like, is this is this over yet? Right. Uh, right. It, like it was it was paced pretty well. I didn't um, I didn't even necessarily feel bored with it. Right. I was just confused. Yeah. I was just, just a, little a little confused, just a little lost. So I think that's why I'm giving it a C plus. Okay. That's why it gets the plus. Honestly, after part because two, like, I was in like mid to high B range. Yeah. And then it just it fucking felt, yeah. tanked. Yeah. All right. So man. anyway, that's a review. Um, that is a review. It's. it's a first in a while, and I'm yeah. I'm pretty happy we decided to review that one. Me too. I had when when this first when the trailer first released for this over the summer. I think it was over the summer or maybe like springtime. Maybe spring. I think maybe yeah. I saw it when I went and saw Guardians. Maybe it played in that. Could have. I don't that. honestly. So I like don't remember. May. Anyway, late spring, early summer when I first heard of this. Yeah. <clears throat> I wasn't overly excited for it, but I was like I did think it was going to be an interesting story. Oh yeah. Hundred so percent. It wasn't like a movie all year that I was like, can't wait to go see it. Right. And then I saw it, and then I was like, we're gonna talk about it because I feel like we need to, mm-hmm. but not for the reasons that I expected. Right. Right. Um, so it was a. This is a good. Like this is a good review to do. Good way to get um, back on the back I in the think, saddle. I think this is a good movie for people to see. To kind of understand, like. This we don't have the same complaints about this that we have about other like big box office movies. Right, right. Like this, it was disappointing for different reasons. Yes, I think it's a good movie for people to see. If you read the books, by all means, go see it because from what I've heard, oh, yeah. it's extremely close. So right. like, if you like that, yeah, story, if you're a fan of the source material, you will probably really like yeah, this movie. Yeah, absolutely. And guess. that's not a bad thing. No, but it's like if you're watching it for, if you're watching it for its value to film. It's just go in, go in with a little bit of critical thinking. Correct. Yeah. I think you, I think you need to, to kind of understand what's yeah. wrong with this what's, movie. Yeah. What, what really is just, yeah. What, and it's what's not, it's abs- not bad if you're just going to watch this because you like the book and it's just kind of going to be a fun watch that you don't have to think too hard about. Right. But if you do think about it, I think you'll probably agree with us. I would. Yeah. I would say I so. I think. I think you're right. So anyway, um, anyway. <clears throat> welcome back. Hello, um, all of our listeners. It's, it's good, good to be to, back. Good to. S- oh, you're talking about the listeners. I'm talking about both of us. My bad. Oh uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's that's true. Good to be recording with you again. It's yeah. also good to have listeners listening to us again. It is. You're welcome that we blessed you. Yeah. Be thankful. Yeah. 
Happy you Thanksgiving, know? by the way. Happy, th- um, <laughs> happy it's a Thanksgiving. Few weeks ago, um, um, Merry, slash Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas um, almost. We're basically almost there. We're almost yeah. to, to 2024, um, and which is wild. If you're, looking, if you're looking for a free Christmas gift for your friends and family, just send them the link to, to our podcast. Yeah, send them a link. Send them a link podcast. from Spotify, Apple Music. So we're, we're versatile, right? Whatever, whatever your friends and family use... We as are their, on as there. their like their platform of choice, we are on that platform. We are there, so send Guaranteed. them that link and yep. be like, "Hey, Merry Christmas!" The like times are tough, right? Like the yeah. the 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 bank is a little tight. Yeah, but here's a wonderful gift. It's free. That doesn't cost either of doesn't us cost anything. You a dime. But what it provides you is for the foreseeable future a um, a way to connect. Entertainment, way, as it were, a way to discuss with friends and family. Mm-hmm. And, it's a good uh, platform. We're happy that we can provide that to you. Yeah, um, and leave us a leave us a review. Yeah, leave us a review if you are so inclined. Um, that would be a great Christmas gift for us. An email would if, be a great Christmas gift. An email would be a honestly. Great Christmas that would be gift. one of the coolest Christmas gifts you can, you I've can ever gotten. Email us at uh, frontrowmedia one yep. at gmail dot com. Yes, um, so that's correct. All we want for Christmas is to hear from you. In one way or another, hundred percent. Um, but out, we're everywhere: Spotify, Stitcher, yep. Apple Podcasts, Front SoundCloud, Row, Front Row Media One at, at gmail dot com. We are um, Front Row Podcast on. We should be there on pretty much all of our socials now. Yep. Um, yep. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear some uh, absolutely some recommendations. Mm-hmm. We'd love to even just hear your thoughts. Listen, we like talking film with people. Yes, even love if it. it's not in a recording setting. So if you have thoughts and you're like, oh, I just want to share. Even if we're not going to record on it, let us know. Like, yeah, it's it's fun. Right. It's fun to talk about. Right, Dom. Um, something cool is I just lost a parlay because the Bucks won by three instead of four. Perfect. I love my life. Um, um, it would be fun to do a, a, a behind the front row of our betting, our sports betting uh, successes and failures, mostly failures, mostly failures. Um, this year, at least, we spend a lot of time. I think outside of movies, that's probably the thing we talk about most. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it's, it stems from both of our loves of the Kansas city chiefs. It sure does. Um, which by the way, that's what you're here for. It is. We're, this is why I'm here. I'm here after for, this, uh, after this, well, Sunday probably night one more recording. We're going to watch the game. We're going to watch some food. Um, we might even cook up a parlay. Yeah, um, probably to try to save our season and might it's not going to work. Yeah. Well, it will work though, because we're betting on our team. Right. But that's scary. Yeah. It is we can, scary. we can get into you our superstitions right. another time. But, we can, we can do um, that. Anyway, this um, is the end of the review. Gus, this is the beginning of the song. Good night. Good night. I will see you in probably about three minutes when we start the next recording. Correct. And you um, say that as if we're not right next to each other. As if we're not right next to each other. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, see you tonight for the game. Yeah, I'll see you then. By the way, um, do you have anything you want to say to the people? Any, you know, just any, uh, any what do you some have? way to bring what do you him have? out any, some way to bring him out I usually have like something witty to end us on I know I'm, th- I'm thinking I feel like we started off so strong we did and we just ended on the most rushed note possible kind of like this movie 